0: Arthur Lowe, John LeMessurier, and Clive Dunn in Dad's Army. <laughs> is there honey still for tea? Featuring John Laurie, Arnold Ridley, and Ian Lavender, with this week's guests, Joan Cooper and Fraser Carr. <laughs> Here is the news, and this is John Snag reading it. By August 1942, the war is not going too well for Britain and her allies. The Eighth Army once again is in retreat in North Africa. In the Atlantic, U boats continue to take an appalling toll of merchant shipping. On the Russian front, the devastation of Stalingrad has begun, while closer to home, the Allied raid on Dieppe is repulsed with heavy losses. Despite these setbacks, life goes on. And as follows Bank in Warmington on sea, Sergeant Wilson and Private Pike are hard at work in the manager's office.
1: Oh, oh, dear, dear. Oh.
2: <clears throat> What's the matter Uncle clubs, Huh? Uh, aren't you feeling very well? What? well uh, uh, got a bit got a bit of a headache, that's all. Oh. Look, Frank, you're making an awful noise with that pen. Oh, I've got to interrupt the ledger, haven't I? Yes. You know how fussy Mr. Manry needs? Yes, yes, I know, but, but, but can't you do it a bit more quietly? I mean, you, you use another nib or something. Is the only nib I've got.
1: Hmm?
2: <laughs> They're very difficult to get. There is a war on you, no. Know. Yes, I've yes, yes, yes. Anyhow, if you've got an headache, it's your own fault. Hmm? By the time we finish supper, it's always so late you never leave our house until I've gone to bed.
1: <laughs>
2: and then you're back early for breakfast before I'm awake. <laughs> all right, Frank, you know, I, I have to come round to your house for all of my meals, you know. You see, your your mother keeps my ration book. I know. I know that, but. What I can't understand is I never hear you leave and I never hear you come back in the morning. (laughs) Well, I let myself in and out very quietly. You don't do anything else very quietly. (laughs) Frank, would you just stop it, please? Just just, just keep quiet and stop it. Stop it, would you, please? Hmm. Do you know your trouble, Uncle Arthur? (laughs) You're not getting enough sleep. (laughs) Well, tonight I'm not going to bed until you've gone home. I shall just push you out the door myself if I have to. After all it's for I'm good. Yes, all right. Well, thank you very much, sir. It's a very thoughtful of you. Right, right, my man. Just to bri- bring it in here. Uh, right, you are, Governor. Morning, Wilson. Morning, Frank. <coughs> right. Morning, Miss Manley. <coughs> <coughs> Athens. <laughs> what on earth have you got there, sir? This, Wilson, is the new door for my office. Oh, really?
1: Hmm,
2: how awfully nice. <laughs> <laughs> Do you realise that it's three months since this bank was bombed? I can't tell you how many applications I've put in for a new door. Confounded red tape. Pass, pass me my nameplate. pipe put it under the desk. Yes, Mr. Manry. Here, Thank you. Look at that, Wilson. My name in gleaming gold letters. <laughs> it's very impressive, sir. I can't wait to see it back in its rightful place, on my office door. Yes, it's rather a plain door, isn't it? This isn't the actual door, Wilson. Ah. No, 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 no. This is just. Just the wrapping paper they put round it to protect the panelling. Oh, I see. (laughs) I mean, they'd hardly give me, the manager of the bank, a door made of paper. (laughs) (laughs) Do use your intelligence, Wilson.
3: (laughs) Right, my man, you can take the paper wrapping off. Uh, What paper wrapping? This is the door. (laughs)
1: It's
2: made of paper.
3: Oh, that's right. Tar paper, to be exact standard government issue to replace doors in bombed
2: offices. I can't screw my nameplate to a door made of paper. (laughs) You could stick it on. Be quiet, Pike. Get back to your counter. Yes, sir. This is monstrous. I shall complain to head office. Oh, there's no use going
3: on at me, Governor. Now, do you want me to hang it or not?
2: Oh, very well, yes, yes. Get on with it.
3: All right, you are. It won't take a second.
2: Wilson. Go how am I supposed to, to see important clients in an office with a paper door? Yeah, well, they have paper doors in Japan. What's that going to do with it? Well, I've really no idea. How are people going to knock on it? Well, you could put up a notice saying, don't knock, cough.
1: <laughs> I'm not
2: having people coughing and spluttering outside my door. Just a minute. I say, yeah. I say you. yeah. That door's got holes in it. Oh,
3: don't you worry, Governor. I'll soon fix that. Um, got any stamp paper, Sonny? Yeah, of course. Hold on. Hang on. I'll, I'll test them up for you. Here what? are. Uh, now, I'll just give it a lick. I'll stick a bit here and a bit there. Well, there you are, Governor. As good as new. I can't have white spots all over my door. <laughs> Blimey, you're a fussy little beggar, aren't you? <laughs> hey, perhaps if we stuck
2: stamps all over the old instead, you could have all different colours, couldn't you? Hi. Yeah? Stop being silly. I thought I told you to get back to your counter. Yes, Mr Manley. Right, Governor, your door's fixed, so I'll be off now. Very well. And close it behind you, will you? Right you are. You know, sir, in an odd sort of way, that door looks quite attractive. Nothing attractive about it. Mm -hmm. Looks a mess. Excuse me, Mr. Mannering. Yes, what is it, Frank? Uh, Colonel's here to see you. Ask him to come in, will you? Yes, Mr. Mannering.
3: Mr. Mannering will see you now. Uh, Thank you. Uh, uh, good morning, Mannering. Wilson. Morning, sir. Morning, sir. Uh, I must say I like your new door. Uh, Japanese style, isn't it?
1: Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
3: It looks most attractive. I like a man who's not afraid to be adventurous with his decor. Yes.
1: yes.
3: Well, I always say one must move with the times. (laughs) Except. I'm sorry to barge in like this, but I'm afraid I've got some bad news for you. It's about Mr. Godfrey.
2: Oh dear. I hope you're not going to tell me that he's too old to stay in the platoon. Godfrey may be getting on a bit, but he's very useful to us. He's a sort of father figure for the younger men to lean on. As long as they don't lean on him too heavily. I meant to <laughs> him both. <laughs> sorry. 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 I beg your pardon. The bullets start flying, you won't find Godfrey throwing himself into a funk hole. No, 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 no. He'd have to take his time with his (laughs) romantic Oh, well, don't worry. It's nothing to do with his being in the home guard. Uh, He lives at Cherry Tree Cottage, doesn't he? That's right. Yes, Yes. it is, yes. It's a lovely little place. That's roof, white fence, a garden full of hollyhocks and roses. Just like a picture on a chocolate box, you know. <laughs> Whenever I pass that lovely little cottage, I stop and I say to myself, well, there it is. This is what we're fighting for. Well I do. <laughs> I couldn't have put it better myself, for the it. <laughs> uh, Yes, it
3: is what we're fighting for, but unfortunately, it's got to come down. Come down? Yes a new fighter aerodrome is being built and godfrey's cottage will be right in the middle of it
2: well can't anything be
3: done oh no i'm afraid not it's vital for the war effort he'll get compensation of course but i thought it might be better if you were to tell him yourself then he won't get such a shock when he gets the official notice well i won't take up any more of your time
2: cherry ho what are we going to do wilson i don't know sir i mean godfrey and his sister have lived in that cottage for donkey's years i mean I think he was even born there. Yeah. Well, how on earth am I going to tell him? Better get Jones and Fraser over here. Pike! Pike! Come in, Mr. Manreen. Oh, no. (laughs) Mr. (laughs) Manreen. Door handles come off. I can't get in. Come in and stop fooling about, boy. I said the handles come off. Then I said come in. Oh, very well. How dare you put your arm through my door? Well, the handle's come off on my side, so I've got to reach through to turn yours, see? There we are. But you, you've torn a great hole in the door. It's not my fault if they give you a paper door with rotten handles that come off, is it? Don't, don't a voice to me, boy. <laughs>
1: I'll
2: talk to you later.
1: <laughs>
2: I run across the road. Get Jones and Fraser here at the double. Yes, Mr. Manley. Just look at that door, Wilson. Yeah. <laughs> it's not been up ten minutes, it's already in ruins. Yes, well, nothing's made to last these days, is it? It should have lasted more than ten minutes. <laughs> now, what about Godfrey? Only I could do something to help him. I feel this very deeply, you know, Wilson. Very deeply. Yes. Yeah. Well, then why don't you lend him the money to buy another cottage? Ah. <clears throat> I'm afraid I can't allow my personal feelings to interfere with my position as bank manager. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Manry? Yes. Excuse me, Mr Manry. <laughs> Pike, don't stick your head through the door like that. You're making the... You're making the hole worse. Well, what else can I do? Oh, use your head, boy. I did. That'll do. <laughs> now, what is it? Mr Jones and Mr Fraser are here, sir. What did you say, sir? So? Hello, Mr Manry. Did you want to see us? Ah, oh, just a minute, Jones. I'll open the door. It's a bit... Oh. <laughs> handles come off on this side now. <laughs> it's rubbish. The handle's come off, Jones. Don't worry, Mr. Manor, I'll put my shoulder to it. Oh, I wouldn't do that it's if I were you. No, 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 it's, it's only better oh, Hey! Hey! <laughs> Good morning, Mr. Manor. <laughs> I've always wanted to do that ever since I was a lad. It was just like in a circus, Mr. Jones, when the acrobats jumped through the paper hoops. Yeah. We're well, certainly not short of clowns.
1: <laughs>
2: Send the other one in. you can got through now, Mr Fraser. I've made an opening. Holly!
1: <laughs> Look
2: what you've done. It's absolutely ruined, my door. Oh, sorry about that, Mister Manning. I tell you what, I've got some old mutton cloth in my shop. <laughs> we'll just patch it up with that. Mind you, it's a bit bloodstained. No, thank <laughs> no. Thank you. Uh, I've got an old shroud. Might do the trick. Right? I don't think so, thank you, Fraser. Oh, suit yourself. None of my customers have ever complained before. <laughs> now, I've asked you both along here this morning because. I've had some rather disturbing news about Godfrey. <laughs> has you been after Mrs. Prentice again? No, good? <laughs>
1: Nothing
2: like that at all. Apparently they're going to build a new aerodrome, and Godfrey's cottage has got to come down to make way for it. And the Colonel has asked me to break the news to him. They can't do that. The poor Mr. Godfrey. Ah, but as he is, the shock could quite easily kill him. And you'll be responsible. <laughs> Did you hear what I said? Mr. Mannering, you will be
1: responsible.
2: Yes, all right, all right, all right. Answer that, Wilson will you please? All right, sir. Hello. Yeah, uh, Swallows back. Yeah, yes. Hello. Oh, Raymond. Yes, yes. What? Look, can, can we get on, please? Yeah. Now, Jones, Fraser, the situation. The, uh, well, all right, I'll, I'll tell him, Raymond. I'll tell him. Excuse me, sir. Uh, uh, Jones, your, your 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 boy Raymond says that Fraser's boy Heathcliff. <laughs> he told him very rudely to move the awful queue away from the front of Fraser's funeral parlour. Is that true, Mr. Fraser? Uh-huh. I told him to get him shifted. How dare you interfere with my awful cue? They have no right to queue up in front of my premises. I don't want a lot of fat women gawking and at my window arguing about their points. <laughs> my awful cue do not want to look in your rotten window. It's only got an old iron and a bit of old velvet in it. It's better than your window. All you've got is two plastered pigs with stupid expressions on the faces. <laughs> <laughs> not my fault. I can't get any meat. Look, 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 look. Jones, Fraser... We're all very busy, so will you please just give me your attention for two minutes. As I said, the colonel has asked me to tell Godfrey, but I, I feel, well, that is, uh, Sergeant Wilson, I feel it, it might be better if you, Jones, or you, Fraser told him. After all, you're both his contemporaries. Uh-huh. What do you mean as you're trying to wriggle out of it? Mr. Manning, <laughs> Mr. Manning is not trying to wriggle out of it. May I remind you that Mr. Manning is not only a bank manager, he's also our commanding officer and a gentleman. And further... M- Wait a minute... Mr. Fraser, those two little plaster pigs in my window haven't got stupid expressions on their
1: faces. <laughs> They've got
2: happy laughing faces. I tell you, I be like a
1: just a minute.
2: a minute. Wilson, Wilson, it's no good. You and I are just going to have to go to Godfrey's cottage tomorrow afternoon and tell him. Well they are, well, sir. We shall have to be diplomatic, of course. We mustn't rush in. We shall have to pick the right moment to tell Godfrey. Well, how will we know when that moment is? Hey, hey, in that film Dangerous Moonlight... You see, Anton Warbrook had to tell his girlfriend that he was leaving Poland forever, so he played the piano to take her mind off it. Uncle Arthur could do that. He plays the piano very well. I don't think that's very appropriate. Frankly. Godfrey's tone deaf anyway. <laughs> no, on reflection, I think we shall just have to go in there, take the bull by the horns, and grasp the nettle.
1: <laughs> there aren't any nettles in Mr Godfrey's oh, no. garden. <laughs>
2: And he'd certainly never let balls get in and tear up all his lovely flowers aren't those roses beautiful yes hopefully hello mr manning uh, mr wilson frank uh, afternoon mr godfrey mr manning's got something to tell you be quiet be quiet <laughs> well aren't you going to grasp the nettle i said be quiet just passing godfrey thought we'd stop and say hello how oh, often nice of you sir you you're just in time to join us for tea. Uh, Sissy? Yes, Charles, dear? Uh, look who's dropped in for tea.
1: Oh,
2: how very
3: nice. Good afternoon, gentlemen. Afternoon, afternoon Mr. Gray.
2: We should need some more chairs,
1: is it?
3: Oh, yes. Well, you talk to your friends, Charles. I'll go and get them.
2: Frank said you are going to tell me something, Mr. Manley. Uh, what is it? Ah, uh, well, yes, I was, uh, <clears throat> I was going to tell Godfrey, that, uh, that, uh, that about the... I don't think I've ever seen such beautiful roses. They are lovely, aren't they? But you know, this rose bush was planted by my father over 50 years ago. Tell him quickly, and then we can go. Can't go now. We've been asked to stay for tea. You know, I often say to my sister, it doesn't matter what Hitler does, this cottage and this garden with its beautiful roses will always be here. It's what we're fighting for, isn't it?
3: Yes,
2: yes, of course it is, Doctor.
3: Tea is ready.
2: Uh, come along. Let's go and have some tea. Miss Manreen, are you going to tell Mr. Godfrey now or during tea? <laughs> during tea. Huh? Huh?
3: Now come and sit down, everyone. Uh, will you sit there,
2: Mr. Wilson? Well, thank you so much. Mr. Manreen, shall I sit next to Mr. Godfrey in case he faints when you tell him?
1: <laughs>
2: Be quiet, boy, and sit down. Yes, Mr. Manreen. Milk, everyone. Yes, please, Mr. Godfrey. Thank, thank you. you. I hope you like this tea. It's made with water from our own well. That's what made it taste so special. <laughs> uh, bread and butter, Frank? Oh, thank you, Mr. Godfrey. Yes. Uh, that's, right, that's right, You tuck it. Uh, try some honey. We've got plenty. Oh, I'd love some. Yes, thank you. Mm. Uh, mm. Mr. Mannering. <laughs> uh, bread and butter? No, 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 thank you, Godfrey. I'm, I'm, I'm not really hungry.
3: Oh, Mr. Mannering, You must have one of my upside-down cakes.
2: Oh, yes, yes, of course. Uh, thank you. I, it, doesn't, it doesn't look nice.
3: You've got it upside down. How <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh, very silly you know, I must say, this uh, this bread and honey is simply delicious. This bread is baked in our old brick oven. That's all gives it that lovely crusty taste.
3: And the honey comes from our own bees. They thrive on our flowers.
2: Uh, uh, you know, we're almost self-sufficient here. <laughs> This cottage and garden give us all we need. It's Manreen. <laughs> are you going to tell him now? It is during tea. After tea, Pike. Huh? Uh, uh,
1: more, more bread and butter.
2: More bread and butter, anyone? Yeah. Or, or cake? Uh... Uh, no, thank you. No, I, I, I couldn't eat another thing. That, uh, that upside-down cake was delicious. More tea, Mr. Wilson? Well, uh, uh, have just half a cup. Oh, yes. Right you are. Thank
3: you. Very much. Thank
2: you so much.
3: There you are, Thank
2: you it awfully nice, you know, the way, isn't it? The sun brings out the lovely red colour on those bricks. <laughs> yes, isn't it? Uh, do
1: you
2: think? The whole place is a sense of permanence. Uh, my sister and I always say that this cottage stands for England, don't we? Yes, we do, Charles. Mr Manring, it's after tea. You can't wait any longer. You've got to tell him. <laughs> yes, you're right, Pike. Uh, Godfrey? Uh, uh, yes, Mr Manring? Uh, the fact is, Godfrey, the fact is... That uh, I. Uh, uh, Wilson has something to say to you. <laughs> <laughs> Senator, I, I, I can't. Uh, get, I can't. Get, get on with it, Wilson. That's an order. Uh, 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 yes, Mr. Wilson. Uh, what is it that you're going to say? Oh, Lord, I've I uh, do, uh, do, do you think I might try one of those upside down cakes? Nave Roy, Nave Roy, Nave Roy, Nave Roy. Oh! I think that's far enough away from the guard hut. Nothing, judge. What's all this about, son? Well, you see, Jock, Mr. Manning went went to Mr. Godfrey's on Saturday afternoon to tell him about the new aerodrome. Uh-huh. As Mr. Godfrey's sister was there, he thought the shock would be too much for her. And I quite agreed with him. I told him I thought it'd be better if Mr. Godfrey was alone when we told him. When we told him? Yes, and Mr. Manning was very grateful for my advice. He said he'd give us a couple of minutes out here, and then he'd send Mr. Godfrey along with our flask of tea. Ah, uh, man, have you not got enough sense to see that Manning has left us holding the baby, That's not fair, you know. That is not fair. Mr. Manning thought that our senior members of the platoon had been more tactful coming from us. Ah, You will back me up, won't you? Well, very well. Then I'll manoeuvre the conversation in that direction for you. Yes, yes. Mr. Jones... Uh, Mr. Fraser? Oh, I like Mr. Godfrey. What brings you out here? Well, uh, Mr. Manning thought you might like a nice hot cup of tea, and he asked me to bring it out personally. Well, that's very nice. That's nice of you. Come on, Chuck, we'd better get it over with and done with. You start to manure the conversation around. (laughs) Very Hey, Godfrey, son. Jonesy, here has some bad news for you. <laughs> <laughs> How was that, Jonesy? Well, uh, uh-huh. stay. I was going on patrol now. No, 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 don't leave me, Jock. Sorry, that's Jonesy. Good. The war comes first. I've only going as far as your own telephone box. Cheerio, boy, cheerio. What <laughs> oh, did Mr. Fraser mean about bad news? What? Oh. Who? Well, well, then, Mum, we'll, we'll come to that in a minute. Let's enjoy a nice cup of tea first, shall we? All right, let's yeah. do it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, there uh, uh, you are, Mr. Jones. Oh, thank you. Uh, <laughs> the cup that cheers, eh? <laughs> well, now, Mr. Godfrey, the point is, at a time like this, we're all fighting for our lives, our very existence, even, and we've all got to make sacrifices. Oh, oh yes, yeah, yes, I know. I, I gave up taking sugar in my tea some months ago. <laughs> there you go, you see. Now, take Mr. Menron, for instance. He's got to make sacrifices. They've given him a paper door. That's a man of his status. I'm to sit in an office with a paper door. And what's worse, I torn it. (laughs) (laughs) It's the same with houses. I mean, if some highly important person comes along, all nonchalant-like, and says to me, I've got to knock down your house for the war effort. I've got to let him do it. Oh, dear, I'm so sorry. Uh, They're going to knock yours down as well, are they? No, they're not going to knock my house down. Wait a minute. What do you mean, as well? As well as my place. You mean, you know... Oh, yes, we were told officially yesterday. I was going to speak to Mr. Manning about it, but I didn't want to upset him.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know how easily he gets upset. Hello?
2: Is that Sir Charles?
3: Aye, it is.
2: Sir Charles Renfrew McAllister, away in London...
3: Aye, speaking good.
2: Uh, my name's Fraser,
3: James Fraser. What the hell do you think you're doing ringing me up in the middle
2: of the night? It's quiet, it's peaceful, and it's cheaper.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: it still cost me a whole shilling just for three minutes. Now look here, what do you want? Tell me. Are you the minister in charge of building the new aerodrome at on
3: the sea Now, look, if you're after a building contract, there's nothing doing... That says no, that man. No, no. Uh, what do you want, then? I just want you to shift the aerodrome a wee
2: bit. Shift, shift the... Are you mad?
3: Hold on, hold on, hold on.
2: You've just only got your knighthood, have you not? Huh? Uh, well, what's that got to do with it? Well, I was reading in the papers that you come from a very old scotty family. One that can trace its origins away wee. Doctor Robert Bruce. You surely haven't woken me up to discuss my ancestors. No, no, I've woken me up to ask you this. You couldn't have possibly be the ladie of the same name whose father used to keep the fish and chip shop in the wild and lonely Islebar.
1: <laughs>
2: Who was expelled from school for cheating. Who got that bonny wee thing Jenny McTavish, into trouble.
1: Do it. <laughs>
2: And who got the sack from the draper shop in the high street for getting his fingers caught in the till?
0: <laughs> that wouldn't be you, would it?
2: <laughs> uh, 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 most certainly not. Oh, that's all right. And in that case, you'll not object to me telling the whole story to a certain society magazine. Hey, 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 look, man, I've got the number right here. In front of me.
1: Is everyone here? Yeah. Is he?
2: More or less, I think so. Yes. I've got my van outside, sir. Ready to drive Mr. Godfrey's cottage. Well done, Jones. Poor old Mr. Godfrey. I feel ever so sorry for him and his sister having to move out. Yes, Pike. It's a sad day. War can be very cruel, you know, Pikey. Well, at least we can all go and help him load his belongings. Yes, but it's small enough, just to heaven knows. Yes. I wrote to the minister in charge of building the aerodrome, pointing out all the facts. I never even got a reply. <laughs> I'm afraid we're all in the hands of these petty bureaucrats, these faceless men of Whitehall. we better get going. Hold oh, on, hold on, got money. Hold on. What is it, Fraser? They're going to move the aerodrome. The what? I said they're going to move the aerodrome. Are you sure? <laughs> hey, I just bumped into a friend of mine, Mr. Blackwell. You know, he he works in the town clerk's office. Mm-hmm. He told me. So poor old Mr. Godfrey won't have to get over his home after all. It looks like it, Judgey. Right, Jim, this is good news. My letter to the minister must have borne fruit after all. Oh. <laughs> well, where are they going to build the airfield, then? <laughs> well, they're going to move the whole thing 200 yards further north. Well, the Robert's cottage won't be in the middle. Uh, no. No. Uh, just uh, on the edge. So, once again, British fair play is triumphed. It certainly looks like it, sir, yes. An Englishman's home is his castle, Wilson. You must never forget that. The liberty of the individual is sacred. This is what we're fighting for. To preserve all that's good and decent, so that the generations that follow may live in peace.
3: Come along, everybody. Eat up. <laughs> Some more bread and honey, Frank, dear.
2: Oh, yes, please, Godfrey, thank you. I must say, Godfrey, this is awfully nice, you know. Rather different from the last time we all had tea with you. Uh, yes, isn't it? Mr. Manning couldn't make up his mind how on earth he was going to break the the steel. I'd say, listen... You know, I'm more than ever convinced that it must have been my letter to the minister that finally got the whole thing sorted out. Oh, no doubt about that, Mr. Manning. No doubt about it. What was his name again? Sir Charles Renfrew McAllister. A fine, upstanding man. Eh? I do say he can trace his answer to right back to Robert the Bruce. Really? Sister and I are very grateful, Mr. Manning. If it hadn't been for you, our peaceful little world would have come to an end.
1: Yes, dear, Mr. Mannery. We owe it all to you.
2: What's that? Oh, don't worry, Mr. Mannery. It doesn't have the aeroplanes taking off. (laughs) Sissy and I got quite used to them. If you could all keep a grip on your cups and saucers, (laughs) i would hang on to the table. Uh, Mr.
1: Wilson, if you could hold them hands down... Listen, you watch the TV, Frank. <laughs> Good Lord,
2: Godfrey. Thank goodness that's over. How on earth do you put up with that terrible noise? Oh, Mrs, I quite enjoy it, really. It makes us both feel closer to the war effort. <laughs> No. But too close for my liking. Mind you, the only drawback is that it does tend to curdle the milk.
1: <laughs> Look out, everybody. Here comes the second wave. Hold on.
0: Said of Dad's Army based on the original television series by Jimmy Perry and David Croft. You heard Arthur Lowe as Captain Mannering, John LeMessurier as Sergeant Wilson, Clive Dunn, Corporal Jones, John Larry, Private Fraser, Arnold Ridley, Private Godfrey, Ian Lavender, Private Pike, Joan Cooper, Sissy, and Fraser Carr as the Colonel and Sir Charles. Is There Any Honey Still for Tea was adapted for radio by Michael Knowles and Harold Snowed and produced by John you.